All right, it's a Sunday night, and the L.A. Chargers just hired the 17th coach in franchise history. Brandon Staley coming to Costa Mesa. What better person to bring on than my buddy Eric Williams, who covered the Chargers for a number of years and just so happens to be covering the Rams now. E, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good, Chris. Uh, good to see you, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I miss you on the Beat Riders roundtables, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know I'm not there to kind of liven things up and, and to give Popper a hard time so I missed that yeah absolutely well hey uh first reaction Brandon Staley the new head coach of the Chargers uh yeah a little bit surprised just with all the speculation and all the things going around it's not like it was going to be Dable at least that was kind of the front runner that you heard nationally um but just having been around Brandon Staley you know for the better part of the last five months and watching him um, I wasn't surprised um, when, when you were able to talk to him. Uh, he's very charismatic. He commands a room, um, presidential in terms of his, his presence. So I think he kind of checks the box in terms of that, that head coaching CEO that you're looking for. And then X's and O's, I mean, number one ranked defense in the league this year in only his first year and being a defensive coordinator. So I think that's very impressive. Um, I think one of the things that stands out to me is the versatility of his defense and ability to get the most out of the best players. Um, when you talk to Jalen Ramsey and, and Aaron Donald, moving them around the formation. Um, and I, and when you, you watch those two, I can't help but thinking about Joey Bosa and Durham James and how he'll be able to move those two chess pieces to get the most out of them defensively. Um, so the one question mark, I, you know, what's going to happen on offense, you know, who's yeah. going to come in and be the offense coordinator. That's obviously very important because you have Justin Herbert, who I think is going to emerge to be a top 10, potentially top five quarterback. When you look at the skill set and what he was able to accomplish his rookie year, who's going to be doing that on the offensive side, because they kind of consider Brandon Staley kind of the, the defensive Sean McVay, at least, you know, kind of the, the person that does what, what he does on defense, what Sean was able to do on offense. And so that's going to be important for, um, for Tom Telesco and his panel's family to, camp the, to make sure they have uh, that figured out. Eric, this is a meteoric rise, too, uh, for a guy who just a few years ago, you know, you're the, the outside linebackers coach for the Bears, you go to the Broncos, then you team up with, with Sean McVay. Sean McVay, it, it seems like he saw something in Staley that he probably sees in himself, this this yeah. kind of young, up-and-coming, just kind of mad scientist on the defensive end. Is that kind of what you gathered watching the Rams this year? No, I think that's definitely fair. Uh, like you said, mad scientist. Uh, willing to kind of think outside the box and be innovative and creative, a lot of energy, uh, you know, still pretty young, 38 years old. And, and like you said, a me meteoric rise. I mean, I think five years ago, he was the defensive coordinator at division three, John Carroll. And of course, Tom Telesco played at John Carroll. So there's a connection there. And obviously uh, John had, had known about Brandon kind of coming up the ranks. The other thing to think about is, is um, Mike Shula is a outside linebackers coach with the Rams, coached with the Chargers previously, as did Joe Barry, who coaches linebackers with the Rams. So those are two potential coaches that maybe could move over and be a defensive coordinator with the Chargers, uh, uh, depending on how things shake out. So we'll get to the offense, but when you do look at the defense, you mentioned the two big pieces, Joey Bosa, Darwin James. Also, though, Kenneth Murray. And, you know, it, it depends on what happens at the safety position with Rayshon Jenkins in, in free agency. But uh, there's, there's some pieces across the line. Uchenna Nuosu, another guy. Um, and when I look at the Rams defense, 
independent of Donald and Ramsey, he really got the most out of the other guys around those two superstars. Yeah, I think with Murray, this defense is really built for a guy like Murray to make a lot of plays because he's going to be able to run sideline to sideline. And generally that that inside linebacker in this defense is making the most tackles. So I would imagine it's going to be a it's going to be a boost for Murray in terms of his ability to make plays. Another person to think about is, is Leonard Floyd. Um, you know, had a, a a career season for the Rams, 10 and a half sacks. A lot of that had to do with playing Aaron Donald, but Leonard's a free agent. So so maybe you go after somebody like that that you already know is going to work in this defense and, and you bring him over here, Adam with Bosa, Murray, Duran James, that defense starts to look you know, even better than it's been in the past. So we are taping this, you know, minutes after th- this was announced. So in terms of a staff, we don't know wh- what's going to happen. You know, by the time you, you listen to this tomorrow, maybe some things ha- have shaken out a little bit, but, but offensively, obviously Staley had to have come in there w- with a plan. For, for Justin Herbert, him going into his second year with all of those talented pieces around him. So I, I think regardless, uh, he's going to step into a situation where he's got a lot of pieces on defense, but you see what Justin Herbert did, and you know you have Keenan Allen locked in. You know you have Mike Williams. You have Austin Eckler. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think obviously retooling the offensive line a little bit, but uh, Staley's going to have a lot to work with on offense. It'll be interesting to see what happens and, and who, who he puts on that staff offensively. Yeah, and, and like I said, at this time, it's really hard to say who's it going to be, but I would say this, it's probably going to be a Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay style offense, and that's kind of the trend right now when you look across the league and, and offenses that are having a lot of success. Uh, LaFleur in Green Bay obviously has had a lot of success in a similar type offense where you have a lot of pre-snap motion and, and fly sweeps and those kind of things, a play action, um, and I think that kind of fits – Justin's skill set because he can obviously throw on the move, he can run, um, and and he and he's good at play action. So I would ex- expect uh, an offensive person that they bring in to have that background, that that Kyle Shanahan, Sean uh, McVay background to pair with what Brandon does on defense. Eric, you mentioned the the presence and the presidential like uh, aura about him when he steps into a room. Uh, what was it like for? Uh, the players on, on his defense specifically guys like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I imagine, you know, you have a guy who comes in here first year as the defensive coordinator, but he had to have committed respect like that. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey called him the best defensive coordinator he's ever had. And he played for Wade Phillips, who obviously is one of the most respected defensive coordinators, you know, in NFL history. So that says a lot about the impact that he was able to make in the year. Aaron Donald, similar comments about, uh, the detailed nature of the way he approaches things. And I think also his willing to be able to, to change things uh, and, 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 and put players in their best position. I know Jalen Ramsey had always wanted to move around a little bit more. He'd always kind of been that shutdown corner. We're just going to put you on this half of the field, but Brandon was willing to put him inside in the slot a little bit to take more advantage of his playmaking ability, particularly when you faced a team that didn't have a top tier receiver where he needed to say, and go line up and guard that guy and to kind of keep his interest. Aaron Donald probably played the most at defensive end than he has in his career. So they're able to take advantage of his ability to rush off the edge and not just keep him inside. So I think those the willingness to think outside of the box is, is a, uh, is a good trait uh, for Brandon. And I think a positive trait for him as he moves into this head coaching position. 
One of the things that was mentioned was the Chargers wanting to be innovative and and find a uh, a leader, right? You know, when Tom Telesco talks about the, the traits for a head coach, he leads with leader. And I think sometimes you look at Justin Herbert, you're like, all right, maybe they're going to go offensive minded type guy. But but it's clear they wanted a guy who's going to be the, the CEO of the team. Um, so, so what does it say about just the fact that, you know, we are in a league now where, you know, you would think, all right, get the offensive minded guy. Um, but you look at some of the success that guys like John Harbaugh, a special teams coach has had, um, having the talented offense, but also bringing a guy who has that CEO mentality, but also can really put that defense together. Cause I tell you what, if, if the, the chargers defense has a top five ranked unit to go with that offense, they're going places. Yeah, Pete Girl had a little bit of success in Seattle, and he's a defensive guy. So yeah, pretty good. Uh, people you can lean on, and go okay, that, that it's worked there. Maybe it can work work with the Chargers. I think the other thing that that maybe doesn't get talked about enough is that head coach and that GM need to be aligned philosophically in terms of how they look at the team, how they're going to draft, and then how they're going to develop. And, and I think they had that with Anthony Lynn in, in the past. I think you know. Let's go. Anthony had a good working relationship, just having covered them. Um, and then obviously things, you know, didn't go the way that they wanted them to go last year and, and they move on. Uh, but I think that's an important piece when you bring in a new head coach. And that's perhaps why Brandon got the nod is, is Telesco just felt like there was a, uh, there was an alignment in, in, in their the way that they, they viewed football and the way that they viewed this team specifically. I don't think Eric, uh, Covering Staley this year and knowing the Chargers the way you do, uh, what are going to be the first few items you think uh, on Staley's checklist uh, to get this Chargers team back to the postseason, back into contention? Yeah, that's a good question. I think he's going to, you know, have to look, take a comprehensive look at the roster and see what players, you know, fit what he wants to do on offense and defense, um, and and then really kind of get those leaders together and have those guys kind of echoing you know, what he feels like the, the foundational things are that are important to his regime as he moves forward. You got to get buy-in from the leadership of those players first. Once you do that and establish like, you know, a rapport with those guys, and then you can get down to kind of the nuts and bolts of, of coaching the team. Um, so I think it's really kind of just building those relationships early on, which is hard to do, you know, with yeah. COVID and everything, because you can't go out and have lunch with guys, you know, because of everything that's happening right now. So I think that makes it harder. Um, I think once they get on the grass, though, um, I think that's where you'll really see the buy-in because that's where you, you'll you'll see his command as a coach is, is really on the field and being precise and detailed with with specific things that he wants to to see accomplished on offense and defense. And then also it'll be interesting to see how they approach things in free agency in the draft. And again, that's going to be about building a good relationship with Telesco and the ownership. You think Jalen uh, Ramsey and Darwin James have had a conversation or two oh. about Brandon Staley? <laughs> I would say more than a couple conversations. I, you know, I already saw on social media, Derwin's pretty excited. He should be excited because I really believe that, you know, you look at Derwin and Jalen, they're really kind of the same body type and they move very similar. Uh, you know, obviously Jalen plays corner and Derwin plays safety, but I think one of the things that you're going to see is Derwin move around the formation a lot and really just take advantage of, of his, you know, huge skill set in terms of what he can do defensively. So, yeah, if you're Derwin, you have to be excited, and hopefully he can get healthy and get back on the field. Yeah, Derwin healthy is positionless. You put him anywhere. You know, it, just watching the Chiefs today, too, it gets you excited about 
uh, Chiefs Chargers in 2021. Now knowing that Brandon Staley is the head coach, uh, Darwin and Travis Kelsey, and obviously we know Mahomes and Herbert, um, that, that chess match between uh, Andy Reid and, and, and Brandon Staley, it's going to be fun in the AFC West. And that's something I really had thought about. But, yeah, I mean, you you hire a defensive guy because you're going to have to stop Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and that potent offense. You have to figure out ways to, to slow those guys down and, and do better to bring in than the guy that engineered the number one ranked defense. So makes sense. Eric Williams, my first phone call after Brandon Staley was hired as the head coach of the Chargers, man. Always appreciate your time. Uh, you go from Rams to Lakers. So uh, no rest for you, my friend. No, just keep grinding. I'm enjoying it. Love it, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man.